0: Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. pa participating in McDonald's for a limited
1: time. I, I have to admit that I really have a strong opposition to the word hypocrite. I, I, I find that people use it as a catchphrase. They use it as a bit of sloganeering. They use it because they're lazy. When all oh, the hypocrites here and the hypocrites there, it's not a... That That's not a way you engage a conversation. But sometimes, if the hypocrite fits, well, what else can you actually say? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. And this is the conversation about education. When you talk education, you bring in Corey DeAngelis, there he is right there, senior fellow, PhD, the American Federation for Children is where you find his work. And you have been front and center in the education conversation, the education debate. And the first person I ever saw engage the conversation that money should follow the student and not. Uh, The system. And of course, you have been in uh, constant fights with people like Randy Weingarten, uh, head of the American Federation of Teachers. Here is the latest tweet that she put out. Texas teacher fired for reading Diary of Anne Frank to the class. This speaks for itself, but that's not actually the whole story. The story is about those educators, Corey, who say that you shouldn't have a say in where your kids go to school. But yet they make different choices. This is your opinion piece over at Fox News about the head of the Chicago Teachers Union who chose for her own kid a private school, but says that if you choose a private school or a different school for your kid, you're a racist. Tell me me that story.
0: Yes, the Chicago Teachers Union boss, Stacey Davis Gates, who just last year called private schools segregation academies and said school choice is the choice of racists. And then she turns around this year, pulls her kid out of the public school system, which is an absolute dumpster fire in Chicago. I believe only about 5 or 6% of black students are proficient in math in the Chicago public school system. And she's sending them to a private school that costs about half as much as what they spend in the government schools, about $14,000, $15,000 per student for the tuition in the private school, whereas the government schools spend about $29,000, $30,000 per student per year. And just last year, the same hypocrite said that the reason that she can represent the teachers in the public school system as the CTU boss is that she uh, has legitimacy because she sends all of her kids to the public schools. Well, that didn't last long, did it? Just uh, this year, she sent him to a private school. And when she was confronted on CNN about it, her basic defense was, uh, well, he, my son plays soccer and racism this, racism that. It was, she was total deflection. And what if other kids want to play soccer? And uh, look, it's just just never-ending hypocrisy because one, she's saying that she was legitimate last year because she had her kids in public. Well, that's not true anymore. She didn't actually believe that. And she also blamed her choice on supposed disinvestment in the public school system. Well, they spend twice as much per student in the government schools that she was sending her kid to as in the private school. So why can't other families have that choice? It's because salary depends on being a hypocrite. She must... Uh, keep the, pa- the, the status quo to, to keep uh, her union in power.
1: Now, now, you brought up two things there that I think we should break down. First, Corey, is the idea of her job. In order to keep her job as the head of the teachers union, she has to say the only place you can send your kid is to a public school while she doesn't do it, regardless of whether we call her hypocrites or, or not. The people of Chicago obviously see this. How have they reacted to it?
0: Yeah, there was actually members in the CTU private Facebook group uh, that was leaked. There was information leaked to me from uh, screenshots from this private group where members of the CTU were actually saying that, you know, this does smell kind of fishy. And look, we've called out public school officials and CPS, and, and including the mayors, for sending their kids to private school. Now we're turning around sending our kids to private school as the head of the, the CTU and I think another member also mentioned that, you know, I think the big problem is not that she send her kids to private school, but then she turns around and fights against school choice for disadvantaged kids. And in fact, Illinois had a school choice program uh, for a few years now called the Illinois uh, Invest in Kids Act. It was a tax credit scholarship for poor kids to go to private school. And uh, the the Democrats in the legislature, uh, under pressure from the Chicago Teachers Union that Stacey Davis-Gates runs... Uh, Uh, killed the program, did nothing to save it uh, from sunsetting this year. So um, that's been some of the reception. And then also Stacey went on CNN. I guess she thought it was going to be, you know, a soft landing. Maybe CNN was going to back her up. Well, the hosts grilled her for eight and a half minutes. You got to give CNN credit every once in a while. They come to their senses and they hold the left's feet to the fire. And it was eight and a half minutes of discomfort that was very obvious in the eyes of Stacey Davis-Gates, just fluttering from left to right. Where do I go? Basically showing the audience that she wanted to get up and run out of that interview as fast as she could. She couldn't do it, obviously, because that would be an even bigger uh, blunder for her.
1: Talking to Corey DeAngelis, a Senior Fellow, American Federation for Children, Federation for federationforchildren.org. The second part of this, was the numbers. And I think that that in, even in your conversation, the other conversations, we're blowing by that way too quick. Go back. How much is a public education costing the taxpayers in Chicago and how much is it costing at these private schools yep. where the head of the teachers union sends her own child?
0: Yep, it's at least $29,000 per student per year in the Chicago government schools comparatively, Stacy Davis-Gates sends her kid now to a private school that has a tuition posted on their website of $14,750 per student per year. So that's about half of what they spend in the government-run schools, yet she's complaining that all the problems plaguing the government schools have had to do with money, and they just need more money. And this is evidence of them needing more than $29,000 per student. It's just total... It's it's total logical inconsistency. It says I want
1: to get into that. I want to get into this inconsistency because it would seem to me that this is the argument that connects with everybody regardless, right? Regardless of skin color, regardless of sexual orientation, regardless of socioeconomic status, you mean you can do with 15,000, what these people can't do with 29,000. It immediately says, well, these people with my $29,000 are schmucks. I mean, they're just not capable people. How do you, whether it be at the Federation for children.org and some of the organizations that you work, do you try and capitalize on that with members of the community?
0: Yeah, we spread the facts and we also call out the logical inconsistencies of the other side. And it goes deeper than that than just the numbers. It goes uh, with, with the left in general, they t- generally support uh, publicly funded programs or taxpayer funded programs that go- that have funding going to people where they're able to choose the private provider that works best for them. Think about Pell Grants for higher education, the left loves those. And uh, with Pell Grants, the funding goes to a student and they can choose the public university if they want, but they can go to a private religious or non-religious university. We do the same thing with Head Start, which the left supports as well, or other pre-K programs. Pre-K funding uh, is directed by the parent. They get to choose their private religious or non-religious pre-K provider. We have Medicaid vouchers. You can choose a private, even religious hospital. You can, we have sectioning housing vouchers, the left loves those, and on and on and on. The examples keep going. Food stamps. Food stamps are public dollars that can be used at private grocery stores chosen by the parent or the family. And only when it comes to K-12 do they freak out about it. Why? Because the Democratic Party is owned by the teachers unions. We mentioned Randy Weingarten earlier. Over 99.9% of her campaign contributions for the American Federation of Teachers went to Democrats in 2022. So the the teachers union is basically an arm of the Democratic Party at this point. And the reason that they fight so hard against choice only when it comes to K-12 education is because of a difference in power dynamics. Choice is the norm for higher education, pre-K, and everything else. But choice threatens an entrenched special interest, the teachers unions, only when it comes to K-12. So they fight as hard as possible against the status quo. And you have never-ending People in power, Joe Biden, Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi, fight against school choice, Roy Cooper, governor of North Carolina. He even declared a state of emergency over school choice because he was afraid it was going to pass. And and that's still going to happen this year uh, through the budget. But just they have to be hypocrites because their power and their salary depends on it. And uh, it's just also another layer of logical inconsistency when they support funding people for everything else, but not K through 12 education.
1: You brought up Randy Weingarten, American Federation of Teachers who certainly was working with our federal government regarding keeping schools closed. Uh, you see her in support of the United Auto Workers strike. She never met a union she didn't uh, love. Uh, she had put out this uh, tweet. Texas <clears throat> teacher fired for reading diary of Anne Frank to class this speaks for itself. Um, this is another one of those stories where the story is not the story. You did the digging and Randy Weingarten, I mean, I, I think I'm quoting you directly.
0: You're calling her a liar yep. in, in, in total. She's a liar. She's a liar. She's a dishonest, hacked, and she's a deceptive clown because this is an all time new low for Randy Weingarten posting this garbage Because it wasn't the Diary of Anne Frank that was banned in this Texas school. It wasn't a teacher getting fired for the basic version of the Diary of Anne Frank. This was a graphic sexualized novel of the Diary of Anne Frank. It's a sexual adaptation for an elementary school. So, And the the teacher also started talking to the children about acts of molestation. This was inappropriate for fifth graders. I think it was a fifth grade class. And Randy Weingarten is, is currently, as we speak, getting ratioed into oblivion on Twitter, which is now called X for this deception. I mean, she, she could have said, well, there, the teacher got fired for this, uh, this sexualized depiction of the diary of Anne Frank, but it wasn't the actual diary of Anne Frank uh, as most of us would know it. So she, she says this trying to, to make it seem like Republicans are, are not wanting to talk about the Holocaust. And that's just absolutely ridiculous. That's not the truth of what, of what happened here. And, You know what? This is um, going to add fuel to the fire. All of this clownish behavior by the teachers unions and Randy Weingarten in Texas in particular, where this story came from. Greg Abbott just yesterday called for a special session to pass school choice next month. And it's even bigger than that because part of that story is that Greg Abbott also promised political consequences for fake Republicans in the Texas House if they don't pass their party platform issue of school choice, which was an emergency item this session, which Greg Abbott has been pushing all across the state, at least a a dozen cities now. He's gone and campaigned for school choice. Voters overwhelmingly elected him while he was pushing for school choice over that clown Beto O'Rourke, who is against school choice. And uh, it looks like it's going to happen. Greg Abbott yesterday pointed out that there's an easy way to get this done and there's a hard way to get this done. The easy way is the the Senate, which they've already passed it easily and they have for for a very long time. They've been on board with school choice. But then the House, they can just they can pass their party platform, which 88 percent of Texas Republican primary voters supported on the ballot last year. Uh, This is overwhelmingly popular across party lines, but particularly with Republicans especially at a time like now where you have indoctrination happening in schools as opposed to education, even in red states like Texas, even in places like Indiana uh, and elsewhere. And so he said that there's an easy way or there's a hard way to get it done, which is you lose your primary race for coming out against parental rights and education in 2023, which this is what happened in Iowa. I'm sure you remember this, Tony. The, Governor Reynolds, a uh, huge education freedom fighter, tried to get it done School choice done in 2022. It was a targeted bill. Maybe it was limited to a few thousand students, but it was still a good step in the right direction. The Senate passed it, no problem, just like what happened in Texas this year. But it moved over to the House, where this where it was in 60 percent GOP control in Iowa, and they could not get it done, no matter how hard uh, Governor Reynolds was fighting for it. Well, what happened after that was she primaried a bunch of those fake Republicans in the Iowa House. And voters held them accountable for opposing their party platform of parental rights and education, and then last yeah, universal school choice, the first state to do so this year in 2023. So they got an even better program after the primaries.
1: It's that this is becoming a not so much a litmus test, but a a focus for uh, the the political right, and there are so many who are desperate to avoid the cultural issues right they they know i don't want to play in the cultural issues we've got real issues to handle this is a real issue families being able to decide what's best for their kids is 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 a real issue in, in 30 seconds or less uh uh cory deangelis um uh you you find his work uh, everywhere and of course you can find him over at the american federation for children federation for children.org um you see this from Kim Reynolds, Governor of Iowa. You see this from Greg Abbott, Governor of Texas. Uh, in 30 seconds or less, is this going to become a major party platform conversation when the Republicans meet in Milwaukee for the convention in 2024?
0: Yeah, it absolutely is because there's been a surge in support among Republican primary voters. Among voters in general, real clear opinion research polling found 71% of Americans in general support school choice, which was up about 8 percentage points from April of 2020. Primary voters on the Republican side are overwhelmingly in favor. 88% support in Texas. That was up 9 points since they last had it on the ballot in 2018, which was still high even back then in 2018. But it's a huge issue now. You look at the first Republican primary presidential debates Uh, You had a bunch of them mentioning school choice, DeSantis, Vivek. Trump was all big on school choice when he was president as well, and he still is today. So there's there's huge support for it um, at every level. And I think Republican primary voters are figuring out the rhinos uh, who are currently sitting in office who who have voted consistently against school choice. They're actually parents are paying attention now and they're basically a new special interest group.
1: Which is amazing because they're the original, if you will, special interest group. Corey DeAngelis, I appreciate you taking the time to be with us. You can find him on the Twitter X there at DeAngelisCorey and FederationForChildren.org. You can find his work. More is coming up. I'm Tony Katz, and this is Tony Katz Today. Raise a spoon to Grandma,
0: who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. They're participating McDonald's for a limited time.